1: Good afternoon, NBA basketball going on. And at the end of one, the Sixers lead the Celtics 33 to 26. Of course, uh, last night, Miami and the Lakers taking control of their series. One win away from their respective conference finals. And just goes to show you that the NBA regular season doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Just get into the show and then be healthy. And even though Miami is not healthy, I mean, they lost Tyler Hero, which, again, is so surprising to me that they've been this good, but Jimmy Butler uh, has been unbelievable. And the Knicks are in a whole lot of trouble. I thought the Knicks would, you know, go the distance in this series, but they're just being outmanned. They're being outcoached. They're being outplayed by the Miami Heat. Lakers, Warriors went down to the wire and, you know, give the Lakers credit. And the Warriors mispired on a couple of possessions there in the final minute where they made some uncharacteristic mistakes. And so now... The end of their dynasty could be right in front of us. All right. Now, I would not put it past the Warriors to still make this series interesting because they are the Warriors, but they're down three games to one in this best-of-seven series. All right. You want to talk about hockey? We can do that. Vegas with a big win last night on the road. Again, being on the road in the National Hockey League means absolutely nothing. doesn't matter where the games are played in hockey. It's a non-issue. Makes no difference. You know, I know people. Like, well, you get the last shift. Yeah, that helps. You don't know, want to face off. You get the last shift. You get the last choice. Who goes out on the ice? But other than that, and that that can be important sometimes. By the way, but it just doesn't mean anything uh, in in the playoffs. It really doesn't. All right. What else you want to talk about today? Hope you had a chance to listen to my podcast. Uh, I really talked about uh, how common. Ex- Common sense does not exist in our world today and use several examples. And of course, uh, in the past week, Ben Mintz of Barstool and uh, Glenn Kuiper, the TV voice of the A's. And I made a comment. Not only does common sense not exist, but there are too many people that are afraid to stand up for the coworkers. You know, if you work with Ben Mintz and you know who he is and you feel that his firing was absurd then boycott, put your job on the line. Same with the Oakland A's and the people that work for the A's television, which I know pretty much all of them. Don't go to work. Tell your bosses that you refuse to go to work until Glenn Kuyper is back in the booth. That's how you stop cancel culture, right? Because intent means everything in these situations, okay? I mean, it's just ridiculous. So I hope you had a chance to listen to uh, my podcast that was released this morning. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Who's going to be my leadoff guy tonight, eight o'clock, three hours from right now. I'm going to be on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. And it's going to be an open form, open form, your Q&A. That's tonight, eight o'clock on YouTube if you don't like that. All right. Let's roll with Connor. Hey, Connor.
2: Hey, Grant, how's it going?
1: Okay, buddy, what's up?
2: Well, Euler just got absolutely destroyed. It was basically a complete 180 of game two, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I thought the uh, Vegas really took it to Edmonton in the first period, even though the, the game was, you know, tied for, I mean, it was 1-1 for the longest period of time. But I just, the way, the way Vegas dominated, they did not, allow Edmonton to get out of their zone. Their forechecking was outstanding. Uh, Edmonton got bottled up. They could never really get going. And that was maybe the best I've seen Vegas play. I mean, I don't know if Vegas can play any better than that. They completely throttled Edmonton.
2: Yeah, I thought that a turning point for the Oilers was going to be when their goalie got hurt. And that was a shame to see and everything. But their backup came in and played phenomenal the rest of the way.
1: He'll play very well. You know, most most teams have two really good goalies. Obviously, you, you you don't hear much about the backup, but most teams have two really good goalies. So, you know, we'll see. You know, in that situation, the goalie Hill doesn't have a chance to really get nervous, doesn't have a chance to really think about what's going on. And very often, you know, a backup in that situ- situation will play well. Let's see what happens going forward. I still think this series is going seven games. Edmonton is too good. I don't see them playing The way they did last night and conversely i don't know if vegas can play that well ahead of game four
2: yeah they were down 2-1 in the king series and almost 3-1 ended up winning that in six so hopefully they can have a short-term memory turn it around quickly because obviously it's not a must win but it is a must win at the same time because we know that you can win on the road and stuff but going down 3-1 against a team like them is not a recipe for success
1: now, Vegas is not the LA Kings. So let's make sure we have an understanding there. So uh, yeah, going down 3-1 to Vegas, you're not coming back in all likelihood uh, against that team. I just don't see it. As good as I think Edmonton is, and again, you know, uh, 24 hours ago, I was telling you that I think they had an awesome opportunity to win the Stanley Cup this year, and it's still right there for them. But if they lose game four, they're probably not going back home. I could see them you know, losing a series in five, but again, home ice means very little uh, in a series like this. But I, I give Vegas a lot of credit. I mean, for the way they went into Edmonton and dominated that game. It, you're right; it was a completed 180 from what we saw in Game Two, when Edmonton throttled Vegas five-one. You're absolutely correct.
2: Yeah, it really was. They deserve all that credit. And then I had a couple of things to mention about the NBA. What do you think about? Davion Mitchell not getting a single defensive team vote for first or second.
1: I just think it's the fact that he plays in Sacramento and so many people don't even know what the hell is going on in Sacramento still. So I I thought he would get a second team. You know, I didn't think he would be first team. I thought he might get a vote or two on second team. But what did you think about it?
2: Yeah, I didn't even think about it until I saw some comments about it. But I mean, I thought that he would at least get some votes and a little recognition. It's just kind of disrespectful. But yeah, I know it's still, the national media is still trying to get over the fact that the team isn't the same team they've been the last couple decades.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, it will come for him. Uh, I, I definitely think that for sure. You know, maybe he didn't play enough minutes. You know, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I didn't even look at the list that closely. I did see he didn't get it. But. Are, are all of the players that receive vote starters, you know, that may have something to do with it too.
2: Yeah, that might be a good point. I don't know. If, does Alex Caruso start for the Bulls? Because he made the first team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he does.
2: Okay. And then I had. Well,
1: he, he did. it. He started a lot of games this year.
2: Yeah. I had kind of wanted to start a discussion about something that just kind of came into my mind, watching some of the games and stuff. What do you think about. Steph Curry especially in this playoff series we saw against the Kings his kind of mistake that didn't end up costing them with the timeout and they didn't have one and then last night we saw him just throw the ball out of bounds and that basically decided the game so what do you think's going on with him obviously he plays really well most of the game but I think I saw he's 0 of 12 in his career with like game tying or game winning shots in the fourth quarter overtime in his career so I don't know what's What is there to look into that,
1: if anything? Well, I just thought the whole team collectively in the final minute last night against the Lakers, I mean, starting with a bad shot by Clay Thompson, bad pass by Draymond Green, you know, bad, bad turnover by Curry. I thought it was collective, but you're right. I mean, I, you know, the the timeout thing is doesn't really bother me that much. But, you know, last night, that's just you don't expect that from Steph Curry. You just don't expect that.
2: Yeah, you don't. And then how about the Lakers and Heat, like you've been talking about? it's pretty. I don't think anybody saw the Heat being anywhere near the level that they've been on. Jimmy Butler, I think, is – he's an underrated player. He deserves more credit because look what he's done. He did it in the bubble against the Lakers in the finals. And yep. He's doing it again. He just – when the playoffs come, he seems to, unlike James Harden, rise to the occasion.
1: Do you think that anyone in the postseason to date – has had, or has been better than Jimmy Butler. Would you say Jimmy Butler is to this point with one plus rounds in the books, see the best player that we've seen in the playoffs this year?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously yep. Steph Curry, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, but nobody's been on Butler's level so far.
1: No, no, uh, Jokic maybe?
2: yeah he's I mean he had 50 and 10 and they still lost so, Jimmy Butler it seems like he's not the only one that's playing incredible obviously he takes a big part of that but bam out of bio and they're supporting cast with Tyler hero out pretty incredible how they're rallying against it's amazing each other.
1: and here's something else and again there's a long way to go it's 40 to 26 Philly right now 90 seconds gone by in a second again there's a long way to go could you imagine a Philly-Miami Eastern Conference Finals with Jimmy Butler going back to Philadelphia?
2: Yeah, that would be off the hook. That would be incredible with Embiid and Butler. I mean, that would be a great series.
1: Yep. Yeah, it would. Yep, it sure would.
2: All right, that's all I got today. Hopefully these games go down on the wire tonight.
1: Take care, man. And don't forget, uh, 8 o'clock tonight, if you're around, I'll be on YouTube. All right, I'll check in. All right, take care. All right, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it. Jerry Reynolds tomorrow to talk about the NBA playoffs at four o'clock over on if you don't like that, Ryan and Sacktown as well. That's tomorrow at four o'clock. Jerry Reynolds, Ryan and Sacktown. John checks in a little bit earlier than normal. Hello, John. How are you? Man, I'm great, Grant. It is a little bit earlier than normal, eh? Yeah, you're normally the my last caller of the of the show. So I like it when you get in a little bit earlier, man. Uh, well, everything good?
0: I got to keep everybody guessing, you know. You can't do the same thing yes, every day. The world is no, rolling. no, you can't. You know, the only thing that stays the same in this world is change. There you hey, go, buddy. I heard you and Connor talking about uh, the hockey, and you know, I've hopped right on the Golden Knights bandwagon when they became a team. And it, hey, last night's game was so freaking fun. You know, five nothing after the the dismal after the dismal game previously
1: against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Man, five one. there is nothing like playoff hockey, Grant. That's amazing. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, Vegas played om- almost a perfect game last night. Almost a perfect game.
0: Yeah. You know, almost a perfect game. And it, 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 is, it is so subjective. There's no such thing as perfection, you know. But, man, it was so fun to watch just the passion, the passion of everybody. And Edmonton, Edmonton has been so good. You know, yep. all year long, and they've yep. always been. They're just they're so well created and so well coached and everything. And to see,
1: I think uh, I think this series is still going long. I still think Edmonton bounces back. I I still think this series has a lot of potential to go seven games.
0: Man, I do too, Grant. Obviously, you know I'm rooting for the Golden Knights, but Edmonton yeah, me too, buddy. So I know you are. I know. And hey, I'm rooting for them because of you and your old buddy, and you know, a lot of the same reasons. A lot of Kings fans are rooting, uh, watching hockey and rooting for it, and it is, man, it is the funnest, the funnest uh, postseason that there is in all the – Well, it's great. All the sports, but, hey, I'm not taking away NFL. You know, that's my number one love. Yeah, I got you. Yep. Hey, Jimmy Butler, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit over the last few weeks, but over the last few years, I've always been an advocate of Jimmy of Jimmy Butler, and look at him now. You know, he he is what I thought always thought he would be because his passion. He's got so much freaking passion, Grant. It is you can't you can't miss it. If you if you stop and watch a game, you can't miss his passion. And I'm so happy for him, you know what I mean? And if it does go to Philly and we see Embiid <laughs> Come on. Embiid and, and Jimmy Butler, that is gonna be fun stuff. Cause yep. he doesn't care. Hey, Jimmy Butler doesn't care if he's 5-2
1: or 7-2 he's he is just got the passion the heart of a lion well um a long way to go in the boston philly series right now it's 42 33 with uh just over eight minutes left philly with the lead but you know philly wins this game uh they're they're really in the driver's seat big time as we know this is a huge huge game uh for the boston celtics i, I think we know that with the series tied at two so we'll see
0: Hey, this is something I totally didn't expect either. I thought Boston would be handling neither. Handily, yep. You know, I thought they would handle to great and everything, yep. but man, <laughs> Grant, we've said it for freaking
1: twenty plus years. This is why we play them. That's correct, my friend. That's exactly right. Absolutely. All right, All right take care, John.
0: Well, I get on board and everybody else. Have a great beautiful <laughs> weekend. <man>, you know.
1: <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Take care. That's like, John. You know producing my show let me know who's gonna be coming on next and everything else love that see there you there you have it right there waggish see See? john john said you're next and here you are you're next you know what i'm saying
3: in all fairness i was gonna come on anyway so but (laughs)
1: yeah now you see you didn't have to say that you just burst john's bubble you know
3: um, oh well okay sorry John. so uh yeah no i obviously you know i'm i'm watching this series closely and uh you know, obviously being a fan of Embiid, I, I mean, I really think that they have the better team when Harden plays, you know, when he plays, right? So uh, we'll see what happens, but I don't, I, Boston's a tough out. See, there are just some teams that are tough out. And uh, and I think that, you know, um, Harden and both Embiid are going to have to play at their best these next two games uh, yep. to win the series. Um, and then speaking of tough outs, while I do think the Lakers-Warriors series might be over, but I got to be honest with you, man. If, if they win game five at home, um, you know, because Warriors are so streaky, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, last night, Shaq was saying it's not over, you know, even though they're up 3-1, it's, they're a tough out. What do you think about that whole thing?
1: Well, that. I picked the Lakers to win this series before it began, right? But I would never count out the Warriors until the team that the, they're playing has four wins. So, you know, I, I I just I'll never ever count the Warriors out until they're out. But they are in deep, deep trouble right now in this series. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, and and where are you rating
3: Jimmy Butler's? I mean, what he's doing right now, you know, throughout these playoffs. I mean, if he's able to run the table here and take it to take it to the finals and win it all like would you say it's probably one of the better performances we've seen by an individual in the last
1: decade or so literally i would say in nba i would say in nba history oh you would say in nba history wow if miami goes on and wins the championship and jimmy butler continues to play the way they is now i would say in history yes
3: okay yeah it kind of seems like you know the bubble all over again right two years ago
1: um, I don't even bro. remember the bubble. I didn't watch right. one second of the bubble. I don't even know. I know the bubble. I don't even count the bubble. But this right. is, to me, would go down. If he's able to, if Miami is able to go in as a uh, eight seed, right? okay, without Tyler Hero, who got lost, what, in game one or two of the playoffs for the year and win a championship, with Jimmy Butler playing like this, I would call it one of the great uh, performances over an NBA playoff in history. Who would you yeah. put above it?
3: Yeah, and and you know one thing about Jimmy, he's probably the closest thing right now. Like we talked about yesterday about people bringing it, you know, he's going to bring it, right? He, he's not going to go course. down easy.
1: So, yeah, it just
3: yeah. So yeah, so uh, no, that's
1: all good. And um, so yeah, How no, about that, Jason that, Tatum in this. How about Jason Tatum in this game? He has not made a basket. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Why
3: I, I understand Harden's criticism, but Jason Tatum has a you know. Kind of disappeared right over the years, um, like back to back years now. And 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 I get it, the playoffs are not over, but why doesn't he get the same type of blame? Is it because he's still
1: kind of? I don't know. Jason Tatum was in the NBA Finals last year, was he not? Yeah, but he
3: kind of disappeared, right? You know, in a way,
1: uh, you know, he got <laughs> criticized for some of the games against the Warriors. I mean, I I think the media can be awfully hard. He won the Eastern Conference championship right. and was. we. I mean, again, I'm. Help me out here. Was he not the best player in the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so, so how did, how's that disappearing? Oh
3: uh, no, no, you're right. I mean, Harden hasn't done that, and he has. Okay. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. So, all right. No, I, I, yeah. And but <laughs> but I'll say this: no matter who wins this, because I think Miami's going to win that other series um, easily now. I think it's over in five. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Miami. To beat either one of these teams, with the way they've both of these teams, um, you know, Philly and Boston have have been on and off, even in the Atlanta yep. series. Yeah, Boston was on, yep.
1: so should be fun. But you know, Grant, I appreciate your time as always. Hey, Waggish, you have a good one, bud. Thank you very much. Take care. All right, let's move to uh, some other phone calls right here, and we say hello to Patrick. Hello, Patrick.
4: How's it going, Grant? Patrick, what's happening? uh it's the bummer nick fan how you doing
1: <laughs> yeah no i know patrick uh yeah your, your yeah. season's gonna be over soon it looks like
4: well the only thing i could say is uh, butler's playing terrific of course but the, i can also say that the uh miami is really shooting well i mean yes they uh, are. the guys strauss and uh, vincent in particular and they're making threes like like not even wide open they're just like all over the place i mean i don't know how these guys were like uh, i mean even even even
1: you know you talk about Struce, you talk even kevin love you know is making shots oh, you know what I mean? those, Like
4: those passes he's making yeah, up god. i know don't tell anybody else i told you that <laughs> <laughs> but oh god yeah, yeah. but uh yeah the, i mean i don't you know it makes me think back to the last series that the Knicks played cleveland like i don't know if the Knicks played good or, or cleveland just played bad you know i mean it's it's really discouraging i mean You know, each
1: series, each series is based on matchups. Matchups are what really dictates how a team is going to play in a particular series. You can play a team with a much worse record, but that's a bad matchup for you. I mean, it's all uh, the NBA's Patrick is all about matchups. It's just, that's the way it is. It's all about matchups.
4: Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it's just very discouraging. I mean, the Knicks played better yesterday. They had a really good third quarter, but the problem was, it's just that uh, every time they would get a little bit closer, you know, Miami would have an answer. I mean, you know, yep. and then yep. And then they crushed them in the fourth quarter on the boards. I mean, you have any, pro- you have they any work,
1: problem? You have any problem on, with Tibro or, or you have any problem with Tibro as a Knicks fan? Or do you think this oh. is just a?
4: I generally don't because because compared to what we had before Thibodeau, it was really bad. But uh I, I just sometimes wish like maybe he would like maybe throw in um, Fournier, maybe. You know, I mean I know he wasn't playing great during the year, but at least at least shake up the team a little bit like he did with the Cleveland series. I mean, you know. Yeah, he should really sit somebody down just to shake things up a little bit. And um, the only the only player that really impressed me this whole time. You know, under the Brunson, it's been uh, Robinson and he's just been having a lousy series now, you know. Terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. been terrible. He just gets into foul trouble and then he can't do anything, you know. But uh and, and hardy played well early, but now he's beginning to, you know, ah, whatever. I can go on and on, but I'll let you go. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. So, Appreciate you. All right, you in. have a good evening and uh Oh Butler. Oh it's giving me a headache, that guy. <laughs> I love it, you guys. <laughs> have a good night, Take my care, friend. Patrick. You
1: Don't forget to a uh, night tonight, eight o'clock over on YouTube and open forum where you can uh, fire away your Q and a that's tonight at eight o'clock on. If you don't like that, you know, I know that everyone thinks the series is over when it's three, one. And generally it is, but not always. You do have to win four games. And if you're the Knicks, okay. For instance, you go home, and you win game five. And again, I'm just saying if. Maybe Jimmy Butler turns his ankle again. Maybe, you know, you, you get a break. And then you're able to sneak away a road win. And then you get back to the garden where you're, that place is going to be as electric as it's been maybe since Willis Reed came out of the tunnel on May 8th of uh, 1970. All right? So you just never know. You know, it takes four. Not three. Four. All right. Who wants to be next? Raise your hand, and we'll put you right up on the program. I hope you had a chance to uh, listen to my podcast today. Again, talking about a lot of the ugliness in our world and in this country, particularly. I didn't say the world in this country, and uh, it's just I, I don't, I just don't see it getting better. I really don't. I mean, I just don't see it getting better. I always try to keep the sports, but sometimes sports filters over into politics and cancel culture. And, you know, that's what happened this past week with Ben Mintz and with Glenn Kuyper. Just, just incredible to me. All right, let's get to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, Grant. Thanks for taking my call, my friend.
1: How are you doing today? Thank you, Jerry. I'm good, buddy. What's happening?
5: Hey, Grant. You know what? I'm going to stay your line, Grant. How in the hell does Jalen Rose still have a job grant at ESPN? It's, it's just so em- embarrassing,
1: how does anyone have a job at ESPN? How does Kendrick Perkins still have a job at ESPN? Answer that for me, would you please?
5: And Grant, you know, I don't like doing the uh, uh, doing the race card, but do you, you know, what do you think if this male was a, a white man? Do you think he will still have a job, Grant? I mean, seriously.
1: Um, no, of course not. And Grant, do you think I mean, Perkins would still? Do you think Kendrick Perkins would still would still have a job? Absolutely not, Grant. And you know what you I mean. I think Mark. You think, you think Mark Jones would still have a job?
5: Oh, definitely, definitely not.
1: No. Okay, he might be number. He might be number one on the list. Correct,
5: <laughs> Grant.
1: Okay, because 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 <laughs> let me let me explain something to you. Brian Davis, the the longtime TV announcer of the Oklahoma City Thunder, okay, was was replaced as the announcer of the Thunder when by the way a huge supporter and fan of Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook was going crazy during a game for the Thunder and in his excitement said that Russell Westbrook was out of his cotton pick in mind no geez. and that was it he was done what do you think would happen if pick out an announcer that is white what would what do you think would happen if a white announcer said that so-and-so just had their cornbread stolen or one of the other stupid things that he says. You think that announcer would make it past that game?
5: And Grant, since you rank up that, Grant, Mark Jones, I mean, he's known for that. I mean, watching the Kings games, you know what? I would have to turn the volume down and listen to the G-man when Mark Jones would be like, oh, he just stole his cornbread from this. I'm like, you know what? What? Grant, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it was just—I mean—so embarrassing to watch. I mean, you know, and this guy represents the Sacramento Kings. What an embarrassment!
1: What an embarrassment! Jerry Reynolds, time. Jerry Reynolds, about twenty-five years ago, was on TV with me, and when Shaquille O'Neal was at the line, it's Jerry said it reminded him of uh, a kid shooting. Watermelon need watermelon seeds out of his fingers okay now wait a minute now jerry okay. jerry got in a lot of hot water had to make an apology jerry reynolds grew up on a watermelon farm okay right and he said that's what it reminded him of because they always used to be having watermelon seed fights and that's what it reminded shack of think about that for a minute All right. So. So. You we just you know, what do you if Mark Jones were Caucasian, he would have been fired years ago. Okay, can you imagine a white announcer on the way to a college football game? Saying. That he did not want his police escort because he didn't want to get shot by the police on the way to the game.
5: Grant, I'm just, you know what? I mean, I am speechless. uh, And I don't think Mr. Reynolds would have been fired if he was black and he said the same thing.
1: What do you think? Again, there is a double standard in our society. Think about what happened to Ben Mintz. By the way, I didn't even know who Ben Mintz was, but that's not important. Ben Mintz is fired because he is either singing the lyrics to a rap song, and was unaware that one of the lyrics had the N-word, and he was just reading the lyrics in front of him. And as soon as he said the N-word, he realized what a big mistake. Okay, that's now justifiably a firing, a fire defense. Now you 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 read the lyrics from a song that anyone in America can, can go out and download, buy online listen to okay those same rappers we've seen playing at the super bowl in front of over a hundred million people right okay that's okay but ben Mintz is actually citing word for word the lyrics of a song and gets fired that's the that's the country we're living in now jerry
5: and, you know, Grant, I mean, I, I just, you know what, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to Mr. Capper for the A's, Grant, but, you know, we all know that he was trying to say something else, Grant, and, and you know what, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's it's very sad that that we take things so seriously now, it's like, you know what, you know, please bring back the 80s, you know what, I mean, you know, fuck social media, Grant. It's like you know what I mean. It's it's. I mean, they. You know, it's the downfall, Grant. That we're going through now, Grant. Everybody, yourself included. It's the downfall of what's going on in this world right now. Was social media. I said, you know what, like You know, not why- only is it social media,
1: but it's everyone else that has to put themselves on a pedestal when something bad happens to another individual. I saw what Mike Kruko said on KMBR radio earlier today, I think it was, or yesterday, I read it. Right. And it wanted, me, it wanted to make me vomit. It wanted to make me vomit. It's like, really? I mean, how about just coming out and saying, you know what? What happened to uh, Glenn Kuiper is wrong. And, uh, you know, you don't have to make a, an entire speech on the damn thing. It's ridiculous. It makes me sick.
5: Grant, I didn't see that. What did, uh, what did he say?
1: I'd have to look it up for you, you know. And okay. then I saw Dallas Braden put out a, um, put out a a statement on Glenn too, which I I didn't have a problem with that much. Right. But anyway, uh, I don't have it in front of me. But and, and by the way, he didn't he didn't bash he didn't. I'm talking about Krug. Yes, he didn't bash his again. He works with Glenn's brother, Dwayne, as you well know, right? right? Yeah. Yes. I and know. uh but but it's just it it just I'm I'm gonna try to find it for you now that we're on it, okay? And I, right, don't know could if I'm that be able to find it.
5: And the, could that be that him trying to protect his brother?
1: Yeah, but the way he went about it was okay. absurd in my opinion. Right. And listen, I don't have anything against Mike uh Kruko. Yes. All right. I i I really don't. I think Kruk's a legend in the Bay area. He's a legend, you know, and I mean, he really is. He's a, he's a legendary figure, uh, in the Bay area, but I mean, I, I he, you'll have to go back and Google it. I don't have it in front of me right now. That's okay. Just go, man. Go, go back and look at it. It just, it went overboard. You know, it went absolutely overboard. It went totally overboard. Um, he made one comment in there that was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. All right.
5: And you know, Grant, we've always told you, Grant, myself too, and you know, everybody that listens to your shows, you know that what happened to you, Grant, was a travesty, Grant. And and I mean, I just, I mean, <laughs> Grant, you know what you say like it is, Grant. And you know what, there's not a bit of racism in your heart. You know what I mean? Listening to stories about you and your father, Mister Burton Napier. I mean, it, I mean, it, I mean, it's you know what people <laughs> are being canceled because why? Way you're speaking the truth, nobody wants to hear the truth, Grant. That's what the problem is. Nobody wants to hear the truth.
1: Nope. Nobody wants to hear the truth. You're absolutely right. All right. So and, here's what, there's okay. I'm going to read you what uh, Kuype said. Okay. All right, Grant. Um, he was asked about the question, Glenn Kuyper horribly misspoke. And because of that, there were a lot of people that were hurt and there were a ton of people that were disappointed. And in these last several days, I've listened to the testimony of Glenn's on Glenn's behalf from Bob Kendrick of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and by former Oakland athletic Dave Stewart. Both these guys are African Americans and both these guys have respect within the culture of Major League Baseball. And as I listened to the words of forgiveness in their hearts, and while I listened, I wondered if it was even appropriate for me a white guy to forgive another white guy for misspeaking in such a racially insensitive way. And I hope that it is.
5: Grant, let me ask you this, Grant, uh, from your, pers- uh, from your professional ex- experience, uh, do you think Mr. Kepper will lose his job Grant? Honestly?
1: No, I do not. And the reason why I do not is I think, that the what, what, what is going on now is the right thing. Yes, he was suspended, and whereas I'm okay with that if he doesn't lose his job, Right. while the suspension is going on, things have calmed down. Okay? Right. I think cooler heads are prevailing, and I think for that reason, especially based on intent And what actually happened, it doesn't justify having a man's career ruined. And for that reason, I do not think that he will be fired. Now, if the gentleman from the museum and Dave Stewart did not come out and speak on his behalf, then yes, I think he probably would have been fired. Now, he may still, because we don't know yet, Right. but I, I don't believe that. Now, in all fairness, I want to read the rest of Kype's statement. I do think that it's absurd that he said, I wondered if it was even appropriate for me, a white guy, to forgive another white guy for misspeaking in such a racially insensitive way, and I hope that it is. Kype did not speak in a racially insensitive way. Right. He made a mistake. Okay, the intent was not to be racially insensitive. So then Kuyper said this, you guys know, I've known the Kuiper family for 40 years, and they're a family of farmers. They believe that people should take on the responsibility of accepting the task of making a difference. They're hard workers. They don't judge people by the color of their religion or their political views. They always look for the good in the person they care. This is them, this is their family, And they all grew up, Dwayne, Jeff, Kathy, Glenn, with these values. When they had their children, they passed these beliefs on to them. It's because of this that I will stand by Glenn Kuyper. You should stand by Glenn Kuyper because anybody with an ounce of common sense in their brain knows that he made a mistake with the English language. Okay, He made a mistake, which broadcasters can tend to do when they're ad-libbing and speaking quickly, where words can be mispronounced. Okay? That's what this boils down to.
5: Grant, was there a statement by the Oakland A's about this? Yeah, they killed them. Oh, yeah, they killed them. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know what, Grant? Yep. You know what? You know, this one, you know, brings me back. All right. Where was Bonneville International when things happened with you? Where were they at? Where you know where was the the uh, the the uh, sticking up part for Mister Grant Napier? Where's that at?
1: Nobody was sticking up for anybody during that time. If you were black, you were not sticking up for anybody. White and white people were in their caves, uh, hiding in their basements because they were petrified to come out and say anything. It was a one of the most um, uh, how do I want to say this? It was a period of time in this country that really. Has been unlike any other in decades. So, you know, I, I understand it looking back on it. I did not necessarily understand it then, but after all of the conversations that I had with so many people of different ethnicities in the business, every single one of the conversations I had apologized to me and said, you know what, Napes? I would love to speak up for you, but I can't. Okay.
5: Because they were worried about losing their jobs, Grant, because they're
1: worried yes, about that's being correct.
5: also with all Grant. Right here, know, here, just...
1: by the way, let me let me just let me say something real quick. All the right, statement so... the A's put out on Glenn Kuyper, the language used by Glenn Kuyper during Friday's pregame broadcast is unacceptable. The Oakland Athletics do not condone such language. We are working to address this situation. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink... Alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, My buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now go to zbiotics.com grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee so if you're unsatisfied for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Oh, my God. You know, again, everyone's got to wash their hands of this. It's just absurd. You know, instead of the Oakland A's coming out, while well, we find the, uh, the, the situation on the pregame show very unfortunate, we stand behind Glenn Kuyper. We know who Glenn Kuyper is, and we understand that it was nothing more than a slip-up, and the, and, the, and the intent of his word was not racially demeaning in any way, shape, or form. He will be working the game tomorrow. We appreciate your continued support of the team. That's really what they should have done.
5: Well, Grant, you know, that's fine and dandy, but uh, what about the uh, uh, 1,300 people that go see the games? Grant, you (laughs) know what? I mean... Grant, you know what? You know, if Bonneville Grant would have came out and said this before they suspended you and ultimately fired you, you know what? We know Grant. We support Grant. We know his upbringing. We know what Grant Napier is about. And we're going to give him, Grant Napier, the chance to talk to his people, to talk to his followers and about what was said,
1: uh, bad, good, Jerry, whatever. I appreciate that. Jerry, Bonneville is an arm of the Mormon church. They're owned by the Mormon (laughs) church. How many times have I told people to Google Bonneville International and click on the leadership page? Every single person in their company, in their leadership is either a white male or a white female, okay? They were peeing in their pants, okay? They were (laughs) petrified of Black Lives Matter and they were using me as a shield as a scapegoat, as a pawn so that they had a degree of defense if Black Lives Matter came after them. They could say, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 stop. We're on your side. We just fired a guy that said all lives matter, every single one, right? That's what that was about. It was nothing more than that. You want to know why? Because Bonneville's track record when it comes to equality, when it comes to inclusion – is really poor compared to other broadcast companies in America. I know because I have the research in front of me, okay? It is below par. Here's something else about Bonneville. They have stations all over the Western United States. They don't have any urban stations, okay? They don't have any stations with what they call, quote unquote, a black format, okay? They don't have any of that in their company, okay? They are hypocrites, okay? They know they're hypocrites, I know they're hypocrites, and I'm trying to get a jury to decide also that they're hypocrites for firing me, and that's why we are in the judicial process with the lawsuit.
5: And Grant, do you know, since they fired you, Grant, do you know if their board members have changed? uh, Well, I just went on their,
1: well, Jerry, I just went on their uh, webpage just last week. Right. Because I I was showing somebody who could not believe it. And I said, well, let me show you something. And I Googled, I Googled Bonneville International Leadership, and it was the exact same white men and women on their webpage of their leadership. So the answer to that question is, well, if they have, they sure haven't changed it on their webpage.
5: Grant, you know what? I know the answer to this, Grant, but you think if Cousins would have sent that tweet to uh, Doug Christie, for instance, and he, Doug Christie said the same thing to DeMarcus Cousins. You think he would have lost his job? Grant? You think he would have been
1: fired, Grant? Jerry, you know, Jerry, you know, the answer to that question.
5: Yes, I do. And, you know, that's why, you know what, them being the religious session that they are, that's what is an, an embarrassment. You know, just, just trying to do that shit to you
1: and, because. Jerry, why? Jerry, I want to let you know something. Had you reached out on social media and said, hey, Grant, what do you think about BLM? I would have responded the same way, Greg, okay? I, know if my would, brother, Greg. I know you I, if would. I know you would. If my brother had reached out on social media, I would have responded the same way. If any person would have asked me that on social media, I would have responded the exact same way. You wanna know why, Jerry? Why? Because as you already talked about, that's how I was raised. It's how my religion, the inherent worth and dignity of every person is the first principle of my religion. I learned it as a kid, in Sunday school. Okay. Before I even knew what the words meant. Okay. Right. Um, the integrity, uh, and dignity. I, again, I, I learned, I learned the phrase before I learned what the words meant. Okay. That's how I was raised. It's how my father and mother raised right. us. Right. And so I would, I would respond to that, Jerry, to anyone that asked me that question.
5: Grant, you know, walking down the street, Grant, people coming to you, hey, Grant, do you think all lives matter? Yes, every single one. What is wrong? You know, just like I told you before, what is wrong with what you said? Nothing, nothing. And then you lose your career for saying something that's true. That's what is a travesty. It's it's very sad. Very sad, Grant.
1: Again, we live in a very messed up world. We have a lot of problems in this world right now. Uh, besides what you and I are just talking about. I mean, I don't even know where to start, But uh, and and I hate to be a a downer, and I always try not to be political on my show, but sometimes you can't uh, help it. This country, just in the state of California, I mean, is such an embarrassment and is such a mess. And every time I speak to a friend, and I really mean this, I'm not exaggerating, they're telling me their exit strategy to get out of California and how they can do it. So many people wanna leave the state. How sad is that? California is such a great state. The beauty, the diversity, everything else. You can't even go to San Francisco anymore. Think about that for a minute, Jerry. Think about that comment. People from all over the world have San Francisco on their bucket list. If you go to Asia and you ask people, where would you like to go? One of the first cities they talk about is San Francisco. When you go to Australia and you go, hey, give me a, a, a place or two that is on your bucket list, San Francisco. You go to Europe and you ask people in Europe, Give me your bucket list destinations. San Francisco. Nobody in their right freaking mind would go to San Francisco right now. How sad is that?
5: That's, that's very sad, Grant. Uh, Grant, can I ask you one more thing? Of course. Grant, uh, you know what? I'm going back to the Kings, Grant. Uh, when Curry had that uh, that 50-game point, uh, that 50-point 50 50 game, yeah. yes. Uh, you know, where, where the hell was Davion Mitchell, Grant? Where was he at?
1: He played eight minutes. And where was the media after the game asking Mike Brown why Davion Mitchell only played eight minutes? They didn't even ask him that until two days later at the exit interview.
5: You think if Davion Mitchell was on Curry, he would have had those 50 points, Grant?
1: No, but I still think the Warriors would have won the game. So I got to be fair.
5: Uh, let me ask you this. What, now, what's going on with the Warriors now versus the Lakers? Uh, Kings took them to seven games. It, well, Grant, it was a great series, Grant. I mean, even with the. Yes, it was. You know, the Kings lost. You know what? I mean, do you think the Kings tired them out, Grant?
1: I do think that the Warriors are a fatigue team. I do. Do I think that's why they're losing? Mm, I'll never know the answer to that. I do think with Anthony Davis playing at this level, right. they don't have anybody to answer that. It's a bad matchup for the Warriors because of Anthony Davis. And, they, you know, Draymond Green is not tall enough to defend right. him. Caban Looney is not quick enough to defend him. It's a really bad matchup. And when Anthony Davis is on, the Warriors have absolutely no answer for right. that, so I think honestly, Jerry, it's more of a matchup thing than an attrition thing.
5: And Grant, let me ask you this: Do you think if the Warriors lose to the Lakers, do you think Draymond Green will not be
1: on the Warriors next year? I do not think he'll be on the Warriors next year. Correct. Okay, Grant. Well, you
5: know, Grant, uh, appreciate the call. You know, that was you know that was great, dude. You know what? I mean, you just keep doing you know the great job that you're doing, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you,
1: buddy. You be well. Take care. Bye, bye. The one thing I'm never going to stop doing is speaking how I feel. That's for sure. Okay. That's just the way it's going to be. Plus I'm my own boss right now. That's another thing. It's the Grant Napier show. All right. There you go. All right. But I'm always going to speak how I feel. I'm always going to speak from the heart. I'm always going to speak based on my core values. That's never going to change. All right. Let's get to Preston. Hey, Preston. How are you? Good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. What's up? um
5: i just wanted to follow up about your lawsuit um what actually yeah. happens if you win the
1: case i don't know oh I, that's I, a great I, question i don't know I, I that's a fabulous question and um when you mean what happens do you mean what happens to my future
5: yeah Is that what you like, mean? i just wasn't uh, sure if like you would get your job back or like
1: oh i don't i don't I, I don't think that they would give me my job back um but i don't really know i i've never been in a lawsuit before. I've never been in a, uh, a judicial hearing. I've, been in, I've never, I've never been involved in this. So, you know, everything is new to me, every experience is new to me. Um, you know, what we're doing right now, with the amended complaint that is going to be filed this week is all new to me. This whole process is new to me. Depositions are new to me. I mean, this whole process is new to me. So I, when we get to the finish line, uh, assuming I prevail, I'm not really sure what would happen next. I, re- I really don't. I have yeah, no idea. I,
5: um, I just
1: know. I know. I, I've heard mean, I would say this, though. We're not we're not suing Bonneville to get my job back. In other words, there's nothing in the amended complaint uh, that says or in this lawsuit that says, you know, if we prevail, you have to hire Grant Napier back. That's not part of the lawsuit. So does that make sense? Yeah,
5: it does. <clears throat> OK. Um, I just know that you said that you wanted your you you want your name cleared. And I just wasn't sure what you meant. Yeah. By
1: that. Well, what it means is I want to be able to say that I was wrongly fired. That's what I want. I want Bonneville to have to acknowledge that they fired me because they panicked and that they used me as a sacrificial lamb. They don't have to use that language, but I want everyone to know when this is all said and done that I prevailed. Okay? That's what I want, among other things. Listen, uh, this is... This is very simple. I know that Bonneville used me as a sacrificial lamb. They used me as a pawn to make a political statement to Black Lives Matter. There's no doubt in my mind. I know that's what they did. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not 95% sure. I'm not 98% sure. I'm 100% sure. But I have to get a judge to agree with that assessment as well. And I can't control what is in a judge's mind and you know, judges are uh, unbelievably educated and going through, you know, everything to get to their place uh, in their careers. So I can't I can't I can't jump inside the head of a judge and determine what they're going to do to move the case along where we can get a trial date where then I can be uh, have the case heard in front of a jury. So I, I don't you understand? I, I don't know yeah. how all of that is going to progress.
5: Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, I mean, I know you said you wanted your name
1: cleared, but I wasn't sure exactly what you wanted out of it. Um, other than just that. Well, I want to be financially compensated because I feel that I should be financially compensated. I feel Mm -hmm. that, that, that goes without saying, I Mm -hmm. mean, I was making a very good income, which I was not after that. I had, uh, I mean, I I don't even think I have to explain that. I think that right. goes without yeah. saying.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Grant.
1: Hey, have a good rest of your Tuesday. Thanks very much. Hey, don't forget that coming up in about uh, two hours, two hours and 10 minutes from now, I will be on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that and we'll have our open forum, the Q and a that is coming up on my show at eight o'clock. All right. So that, You can ask me whatever you want on that show. You know, again, as far as the lawsuit, I'm going to try to be as transparent as I can. You know, I can't tell you everything based on instructions from my attorney. But in a nutshell, we brought legal action against Bonneville uh, because (laughs) we feel we were unjustly fired. Right. I feel that my rights were violated. I feel that I was fired unjustly. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I think that the majority of people that I hear from agree with me. But the question is, will the judge agree? I don't have the answer to that question. I don't have the answer to that question. All right, don't forget, a little more than two hours from now on, if you don't like that. Thank you very much for the show today. Really appreciate it. Jerry Reynolds tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We'll talk NBA playoffs on if you don't like that. That's Jerry Reynolds tomorrow. At four o'clock, and then we'll come on with the show here on Listen App at five o'clock. Take care, everybody.